Come on in, guys, because it's time for Outwatch, a Survivor rewatch podcast. It's all good in the neighborhood. It's all gravy, baby. It's uh, all gravy, <laughs> baby, on Outwatch. Bangarang. Uh, <laughs> Bangarang. Here on Outwatch, if you can't tell already, we are in Survivor the Amazon, and we rewatch old seasons of Survivor. Um, with the voices of a Survivor super fan and Survivor newbies recapping and reacting to these past seasons. This is episode four of Survivor the Amazon, titled Trapped, and we will take you bit by bit through this episode um, and react to what goes on. My name is Alex, and I will be guiding you through this experience, and I'm joined by three of my friends here on Outwatch, who you will meet shortly, but first, man... I just have to talk about how much I love Coca-Cola. The brand Coca-Cola, nothing is better to me than a crisp, refreshing, dark cola made specifically by the Coca-Cola brand after I have been in the um, the Amazon jungle for nearly two weeks. Nothing will replenish me and make me more up to snuff than a can of ice cold Coca-Cola. You know, I know, I know that Pepsi can solve uh, police violence, but uh, <laughs> the Hong Kong protesters just handed over a nice cold Coca-Cola. I think we'd it's get over. freedom real quick over there. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> uh, Adam, hey, welcome to Outwatch. Oh, it's good to be back, Alex. Hey, Adam, how good does an ice cold Coca-Cola sound right now? You know. Just based off the uh, the caffeine headache I've had for the last 12 days, it sounds pretty incredible. Are you uh, cutting back on your caffeine intake? Well, I've been uh, in, in solidarity of the uh, survivors that we're watching. Uh, uh, I've been I've been only eating. Uh, well, not rice, whatever the heck it is that they're. Yeah, eating. I forget what they call it. I don't remember. Anyway, it's some kind of. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like <laughs> it, it looks like nasty quinoa. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> uh, Emily, welcome to Outwatch. Thanks for having me. Dude, what would you do right now for an ice cold Coca Cola? Man, just to think about those good, good burps I could have. <laughs> just those nice carbonated burps. I miss those in the Amazon. I'm genuinely impressed. <laughs> uh scott welcome to outwatch hey how's it going wonderful hey what would uh how good does a nice cold coca-cola sound right now um not that good right now and Whoa, probably scott. not that good on the amazon are you kidding me what if it was a diet coke scott i am off the diet coke actually scott <laughs> what there goes our brand deal are you kidding me right now but a Coke Zero. You f***ing me. Unbelievable. I'm all on the Coke Zero, though. You're off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. You can't quit. I already fired you. I'm trapped. <laughs> wow. Which brings us to the name of this episode. That's right. What a perfect segue, Emily. Thank you. <laughs> we are talking about episode four of Survivor the Amazon today, titled Trapped. And hey, folks, what do you say we just uh we hit those episode points beat by beat? What do you say? Let's do it. Beat by beat. I'd love to do that. Uh little beatbox under you. No, I need a diegetic music of hatchets and flint. And um, wood yes. cutting. Yeah. I'll start hacking up wood. I say Emily only learned how to beatbox. She doesn't know how to. <laughs> yeah, I need to learn some new skills. Hold on. <laughs> I'm waiting. It'll, it'll take a minute. Just get started. Just start without me. It's we'll okay. Catch let this let this uh, play under the beat. <laughs> so first in episode four, uh, we start with Jean and Joanna being perturbed by a lack of help around camp. They feel like they're carrying the weight quite literally, and the rest of the girls aren't helping out. Meanwhile, the boys go on a worm expedition trying to find some worms in the jungle <laughs> because that's a thing. 
Uh, and then on the women's tribe, we see divisions form a little bit more concretely. According to Jenna, it's based on the looks and the age of the women. Um, but despite that, Dina aligns herself with Jenna, Heidi, and Shauna, um, mostly because she thinks she would have more swing with this group than with the other group of women. Uh, Matthew catches a big fish later at the men's tribe, and perhaps more importantly... He catches a friendship. (laughs) (laughs) At the reward uh, challenge, we have a big fire making team competition um, with some heavy foreshadowing for Survivor Season 36 and beyond, perhaps. Um, And the winner gets, can you believe it, a fridge full of ice cold (laughs) Coca-Cola. The men win this challenge by aggressively blocking the wind. Maybe unnecessary, but um, a big moment nonetheless. And they get so much Coca-Cola, it's not even funny. Um, back after this oh, challenge, <laughs> Shauna absolutely hits a wall. She is not doing well physically or mentally. And you, we find Heidi and Dina worrying about the strategic implications of their brand new alliance member maybe wanting to throw in the towel. At the immunity challenge, they have an hour to catch as many piranhas as they can. And the men win this one as well, winning immunity and all of those nasty, sharp fish to later go eat. At the women's tribe, Shauna is struggling still. She feels isolated and it feels like the easy vote. But yet the alliance of younger girls and Dina want to vote out Joanna and effectively make Christy the swing vote in this vote. At Tribal, Dina calls Shauna out, but yet votes for Joanna, and Joanna catches the majority of the votes by a score of four to two to one, making her the fourth person voted out. And guys, you absolutely nailed the draft. The first two people voted out after the draft were the two people you left on the waiver wire, thus... Uh, making that mechanic obsolete and uh, proving yourselves to be expert survivor foreshadowers. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. Know, some will say that this show is scripted, but uh, I can assure you it's not. It's not. Definitely not. Uh, all right, folks. What was your favorite moment of this episode? Uh, Emily, would you care to lead us off? Uh, yeah, seeing the piranha <laughs> teeth really shook me up. <laughs> <laughs> you know was, I had a moment where I looked at Adam and I was like, through, through some kind of process in the making of life, fish were given... <laughs> Little tiny fish. <laughs> existential crisis. <laughs> Little tiny fish. Like, demon teeth. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. Listen, Darwin or God. Yeah. Why are fish like why? this? You know, everyone keeps complaining about the Amazon being on fire. I'm just saying, look at these fish, man. I don't know that we shouldn't put it. <laughs> You know what I thought when I saw (laughs) You know what I thought when I saw these nasty fish? What? I didn't know they made such an animal. Oh my gosh, spot on. Even though I say that ten times a day, I'm sad I didn't say it now. Scott, did you have a favorite moment of this episode? Um yeah, I actually really liked the reward challenge with the fire. Yeah, that was fun. Um uh, just because like we haven't I don't feel like we've seen anything like that before and it was kind of cool like I think both tribes were pretty even throughout so it was, just, mm-hmm. it was really entertaining I enjoyed it yeah it was a good one um great let's uh go through and discuss some of the bigger points of this episode um I think early on right we have this uh story that kind of sets things off in the women's tribe which is Jean and Joanna feeling like they're doing the bulk of the work. And then Heidi interestingly responds in confessional saying that her relaxing is strategic, that she's saving up her energy and allowing other people to do the work out of a strategic motivation. Uh, Adam, do you buy this? You know, as, as, as happy as I am that uh, we, we did leave two people on the waiver wire that were voted out immediately. 
Uh, I kind of wish I had the opportunity to use that waiver wire to get rid of Heidi. Whoa, your first overall pick. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Bears souring on Mitchell Trubisky here. Adam is souring <laughs> on Heidi. That was good. Uh, he's a football player. Emily. <laughs> um, <laughs> Whom the Bears traded up a number of picks yeah. to pick. Um. No, I don't know. In some sense, I get it. Like she's saying she was what she was saying is that. How did she phrase it? She was like, we don't have as much fat to burn. So like they're running on less energy is basically what her point was. Yeah. Which I I get. But at the same time, that's a bad that's bad science. (laughs) That felt very pointed and it felt like she was convincing herself. Yeah, that that didn't that didn't (laughs) feel like something that she genuinely believed um i don't i don't know i just i don't get this like i think there's such a i don't know i i feel like you just see the differences in strategy between later survivor and early survivor where you're like i i can't get voted out during this stage i gotta get to the the merge whereas this is it's almost like she's coasting until she gets to the merge mm-hmm. it's like you gotta get there yeah. <laughs> It was also interesting for me. I was thinking about this when I was watching this scene of the women who were up early and actually working really hard. And they were kind of looking at the other women who were sleeping and kind of grumbling about that. And I was thinking, well, why don't you just wake them up? Like you all have decided that you're a team and you're all like they even said, like, we all agreed to wake up early. So I felt like that would be a good excuse to wake them up and be like, mm-hmm. hey, we agreed on this. Like, can you help out? But then I was wondering if that was a strategic move of saying, you know, by not waking them up and working hard on your own to make yourself very valuable mm-hmm. and also not wanting to ruffle any feathers. I don't know. It was just interesting. Yeah. All yeah. around. Besides. It, it sets the table for, I think, the rest of the like the social dynamics at the Women's Tribe this episode. Yeah. It's also this is something that I always have a hard time remembering when we're talking about Survivor is that they're on day whatever, 11, 12, 13 nine of uh yeah nine to twelve here of of like under of being underfed and underhydrated yeah Yeah. so it's like it's this this is very like monday morning quarterbacking and you know 16 years later it's a very very monday morning quarterback right um you know of like man like you should just you should not have said that or you should do it this way you should do it like that but it's like also you know nine days in the amazon with not enough food and not enough water I'm thinking a lot clearer than they are. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's talk about the uh, the worm expedition. The mm. men are having a hard time fishing, and so they think if they get some bait, that will help them out. And so they go on a trek through the woods to find some worms. Any of you guys big fishers, fisher people? I, 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 I used to fish, I guess, in high school. Did you I ever? Very young with my grandpa. Did you guys ever go worm hunting? We just bought them at the store. I, I went worm hunting a few times. Are worms evasive? Not really. You just kind of dig them up out of the ground. It's really not that hard. It doesn't seem like it would be, does it? No. I don't know what was so difficult for them in here. Yeah, that's where I'm getting with this. <laughs> they also found a baby scorpion at one point, and yeah. my thought was, that's probably good bait, but they let it go. And I was a little confused. <laughs> I didn't know they made such an animal. <laughs> <laughs> what this does lead into, though, is Matthew identifying like not forming bonds with enough people is a problem that the people he did mm-hmm. form bonds with and Ryan and Daniel are now gone. And so he uses this fishing moment um, as an opportunity to yeah, catch a big fish the first time that the boys do so, but also to spend some one on one time with um, I think it's Alex and Dave, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Which, again, is like for something early on in the lifetime of Survivor, it's an astute thing to recognize like the strategic implications of the social game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see him do that here. He seemed like very astute about that because he was saying in a little confessional while all of this was happening, he was like, yeah, you know, I aligned myself with two people who left and... I think that people are leaving me out at this point, but I know that I can fish. And so I'm going to do well here and then I'll get people back. Yeah. So he was very calm about it and it worked. 
Yeah, it was observant for sure. Um, I think the other big strategic development at the early part of this episode, at least, is um, this coming together of this alliance on the women's side between Jenna, Heidi, and Shauna, which is pretty to be expected, but then um, them also approaching Dina, asking her to be a part of it, and then Dina signing on for it. Um, what do you guys think about the choice from both uh, the threesome of Jenna, Heidi, and Shauna, and also Dina, from both their perspectives um, with forming this alliance? Scott, what did you think when these four came together? Um, it was both kind of random, but also I kind of see where both sides are coming from. So like the like the younger girls, obviously there's three of them. If they get with the leader of the pack, so to speak, like that gives you some legitimacy. And also you're in with the person kind of pulling the string, so to speak. Um, but also like with Dina, it's so like not expected. Mm-hmm. Like you can nobody would really know as long as you play it right. So I can see like where both sides are coming from. I think it could, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out further, obviously. Yeah. Adam, did you think that from Dina's perspective, this was a good move for her to be with this group? Or do you think that maybe she would have more success um, with the other ladies? I think that from Dina's perspective, I think this is a good move. First of all, in Survivor, the answer to anything is always yes. We know that. So, like, she said the right thing. And yep. whether she actually follows through is a whole other story. Uh I, I think it makes sense. Like there are three people who are agreeing to work together and they come to you and they say, Hey, with you, we'll have a majority. And you're like, okay, that's fine. Like I'll join up with that. And while I look like a leader out here, I'm not, you know, the mastermind behind this whole thing. So I know it's kind of a safer spot to be and it's easy to flip from because you were the last person in. So <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, I think it makes sense. My fear when Heidi, Shauna, and uh, uh, Jenna, Jenna, thank you, um, the forgettable one, mm. um, <laughs> <laughs> when they when they formed their alliance, I was afraid that they weren't going to actually get the numbers because <laughs> this is actually something that you see yeah. in Survivor from time to time, where it's like there are three people or four people who get along really well, and they're like, "Well, we're an alliance." It's like that's great. You're outnumbered by yeah. six people. You though. have effectively formed a minority. Congratulations! Right. So, <laughs> so I, I feel like it was a really good move on their part because they went to someone who they could probably trust that their word was their bond. I feel like they left out Krista until a little bit too late. Christy. Christy, sorry. Um, the Christy until a little bit too late. Because uh, they approach her at the end of everything. Mm-hmm. And I think she kind of would have been a better person to try to draw into. Because you're, I don't know, your your whole thing is like, we're kind of the younger women going after the older women. And Christy is closer to your age. Like, Christy is a younger woman in this tribe. Like, why are you not including her? Yeah, part of like the story on that tribe this episode too is how Christy kind of feels um like she doesn't fit in with either group that like yeah, she um you know is does not fit in with those younger girls but also not the older ones, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like she's she's like friends with like Jean because she includes her. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And like that's a that's a kind of a horrible place to be where it's like yeah, like you're kind of my de facto contact in this tribe because you agree to include me like you're not in a powerful position you're not even footing it's just kind of like that sucks like i i feel bad for christy in all of this and even still like she's so like not unassuming but it's just it's so easy for her to not i don't know like she's not going to be she doesn't seem like a threat but she doesn't she's not weak by any means right She's a really good pickup by Emily, and I'm really upset that I don't have her on my team. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like she's really playing a really good game. Yeah. Like, all things considered. I feel like she's really positioning herself pretty well, all things considered. So Yeah, outside of that early blow-up where um, she really didn't do herself any favors, I think, yeah, it's been pretty smooth sailing since then. Yeah, I really stand this group of four here. Like, I think it's really fun um, to have... Yeah, this group of three young women with Dina, who is like definitely the older, hard nosed. She's like a cop, right? 
She's, she's a, a district attorney. Oh, a district attorney. Okay, sorry. But she's a lawyer. A lawyer. Yeah. But yeah, like these people that you wouldn't necessarily expect being drawn to one another. But I think also it's um, probably the four most like um, powerful, interesting like people on this tribe. I'd say, mm-hmm. you know, they're the four that I probably want to watch the most of who's left. Yeah, I, I would say Gene well, is a really maybe Christy too. Yeah, I want to like I want to see Gene. She seems like she's such a clever player. She just needs to have the right teammates. Yeah, we've I, don't, seen, I don't feel like she's gonna get it. We've but. seen very little from her. Yeah. yeah, we've we've seen her strategize to get Dina to be the leader, and we've seen her be as upset about things as Joanna is, but not be as annoying to the tribe. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah. And Jean and Joanna are the, the two that get um, Dina in the position of leader from the previous right. episode, um, which could prove to be a really strong move or it could to, yeah, it could end up biting them in the butt. Um, if yeah, like giving her that authority causes her to rally, you know, against the two of them, that would be a major catastrophe for them. Um, at the reward challenge, of course, the, we have the fire making challenge. The men win a bunch of Coke. Um, yeah, they gain the Coca-Cola. advantage. Coca Cola, <laughs> you're right. Uh, but they are aggressively blocking the wind by huddling tightly together as close to the fire as they can get without singeing themselves. Um, Drama. <laughs> do you the guys think? <laughs> do you think this did anything? Do you think that they were aided in any way by huddling around the fire to block the wind? Because I don't know a lot about the wind or fire, but it feels like that's not how this works. I'm sure they did something. I'm sure it helped to a degree. I think it was more symbolic for them. They were like locking arms yes. and like burning off their leg the hair for the cause. You know what I mean? They yeah, needed nair afterwards. The fires they were. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. It was like this coming together moment. Yeah. After the they also, by the end of it, finally episode. figured out that if they put the fire not directly underneath yeah. the rope, like mm-hmm. the wind will blow it towards the rope. Yeah, they got there. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it was just it was funny to see them all just like huddling by this hot fire and just like. Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Can we also talk. What kind of magic are they using to keep a refrigerator running in the middle yeah. of the Amazon? That was my second Dude. question. After this is. This Coca-Cola is not good for an empty, dehydrated stomach. I had not <laughs> thought of that. I said maybe it's an ice box. You're blowing like my mind, dude. Times, and they put an ice block in it every morning. I just Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola bottles to Sonny. Okay. Like <laughs> there's an obvious answer to this where you still get your marketing <laughs> and don't <laughs> give a bunch of dehydrated, starving people sugary carbonated water. <laughs> But they did read the um, the ingredients list, which was like so bad for Coca-Cola in that moment. (laughs) They were like, hey, it's got uh, it's got no protein, but it's got some carbs or whatever. It's got a couple carbs, uh, no fat, no protein. uh. Yeah. (laughs) Scott, as our our resident nutritional expert, uh, what do you think about these people who have been in the Amazon rainforest for uh, 10 to 12 days being given a quick, um, fix of some Coca-Cola. Um, I, I can see where like the sugar boost would maybe be beneficial. Yeah. I don't know about the carbonation, but I do think like getting that quick, like glucose could definitely do a lot for you potentially. Hey, you heard it uh, here. Especially like in the absence of any other nutrition, <laughs> nutrition <laughs> you know, any other nutrients or anything, but yeah, like, um, not saying that you should probably consume coke, like sugary drinks and normal non-survivor, non like nutritional deficit. <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> to consider, right? <laughs> I so one thing that always like gets me about this stuff too is like when they're cooking fish and things like that they don't have salt or pepper or any kind of seasoning right so it's just unless they win it and then they give you something like coca-cola like that is just an explosion of flavor like Mm -hmm. you've gone you've gone over a week without tasting anything that's not just like bland yeah 
I, I don't know. That just always it's like kids when they drink soda and they're like, oh, it's spicy. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> I think you see it a lot in Survivor, too, where when people go on these rewards, they like definitely overdo it and like vomit up everything that they've just eaten. Yeah. Um, let's get into it, guys. This is a big, important conversation um, of the product placement on Survivor we've seen so far what is our definitive power ranking <laughs> so we've got outback steakhouse we've got coca-cola and we've got the gmc envoy right and the gmc envoy is so hard to beat <laughs> <laughs> well, that was our first one but i honestly think outback was worse outback was, was so probably worse, worse. <laughs> we, we're, we're power ranking these these product placements from uh top to bottom you can, i i think the gmc envoy has got to be tops you right? think so it's got like a tent in the back. <laughs> I guess he did talk about like camping and stuff. Uh-huh. Like, do you remember? Do you remember they like get off the like airplane or whatever, and they're like, "You see that car over there?" Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, it like we're getting off the airplane. And I saw that car over there. Yeah, yeah. Who was? It was like Burton, right? Uh, yes, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I live a very active outdoor lifestyle, and so this GMC Envoy is perfect for me. <laughs> they drove in camps in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. And like you a can make, you can put a freaking tent in the back of it. <laughs> Dude, uh, holy cow! Yeah, I, I would say it goes GMC Envoy, Outback Steakhouse, Coca Cola. Because Coke was more subtle. I it mean, was, it wasn't subtle, right, but it was right. more subtle. They didn't have like. Te- like confessionals where they were like coca-cola is just my favorite soda i just love the, the taste of it yeah, yeah. Or the color of the can they didn't, they didn't describe the entire menu on the outback steak <laughs> the most like it was really low-key but the funniest coke related thing to me was when shauna was like crying in the camp she was like after we lost the coke I just wanted to lie down and never get up or again. <laughs> you know that like it wasn't her saying like I just love Coke so much, right. but it was like her losing. But you could totally like you know in another world spin it to like man, sure Shauna wanted that Coke. Yeah. yeah, she wanted that Coca Cola so badly that now she is suffering from extreme dehydration, clinical depression. <laughs> yeah. What would you do for a Coca Cola? <laughs> <laughs> I Amazon. <laughs> I think I've got to put Outback Steakhouse at number one on my list. Ooh. Just the grilled pineapple Ritas, guys. I forgot. Like, <laughs> yeah, I told you that one was ridiculous. You're forgetting the grilled so pineapple hard. Ritas. Uh, I, I thought that was so, so fun. I loved it. <laughs> we can only hope for more in future seasons or even more in this season. Like, I feel I'm like so- early... Early season Survivor, they really open themselves up to this sort of thing. Well, is, is there a car in all of the early seasons of Survivor? Like, can we hope yep. for another car? I think you can cameo? expect a car. Yes. Ugh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, speaking of Shauna's meltdown, I did pull this clip um, that, again, I I plan to use when I feel like I have been proven wrong. I feel like I'm a blubbering idiot. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, probably will be used a lot. Uh, let's talk about the immunity challenge, the survivor piranha fishing championships. Um, beyond those, those fish being very scary because they are. Demon teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emily, when you got over the fear of these fish, what did you think about this challenge? Um, it was interesting. I was thinking about, cause they were on, separate pieces of land and i was like would that factor into how many fish they can catch i don't know how fair that was it was weird i don't know yeah i think it's as fair as you can make it though right i know i'm just thinking like that is the challenge in itself would just have to there's a more of an element of luck in it i think yeah this feels like it would have been a better reward challenge yeah because it, it it, the stakes like are lower in a reward challenge and like the reward is, hey, you get all this fish and like maybe some additional fishing gear. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Like, it but feels, then we wouldn't have gotten that sweet Coca-Cola spot. So right. true. It, it feels like Survivor definitely like stocked it <clears throat> with these fish, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Like otherwise, uh, how could you be sure that have. they weren't, you know, because they were getting so many freaking fish. Yeah. And they were all the same. Yeah. I feel like they have to have stocked it. Otherwise, like, how can you be sure that you're like, well, we caught two fish. <laughs> yeah. Piranha, I guess like Piranha are like schooling fish yeah. or whatever. And that like they run in groups. And so I'm sure that in, in some sense they could be running uh, like fish sonar sensors and figuring out, okay, like pretty close to even densities of fish, but come on at the end of like, it didn't happen (laughs) at the end of the day. It still is extremely like, this is so much like luck based. This isn't a skills based thing. Yeah. As you know, as as other things have been, it's the skill of fishing. Yeah. But that's just like, but they, they had the same equipment. And it was very low tech where it's like you put your fishing pole in the water. Although yeah. they did say when he was Jeff was just like floating by. In I his know little that boat, was so funny. Like, how's it going? And <laughs> ahoy there. Yeah. How are they biting today? <laughs> yeah. And what I think it was. Um, what's her name? Joanna. Nope. Sean. Heidi. 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 She was like, yeah, my strategy is to get to get to the end of our boat to get into deeper water. I was like, okay, that makes sense to like try and get deeper or bigger fish, whatever. And then there was a um, rocket scientist, Dave, mm-hmm. who was like, my system is to catch the fish that Roger gets and like put them in the basket and give him another rod that already has um, bait on it. So yeah. there was some strategy in it on both sides they saw, but ultimately I don't know how much, how far that would take anyone. Mm-hmm. I found this to be pretty fun. Like I'm usually anti these kind of hokey challenges that yeah, seem like here is one particular very odd skill. And if you have it, you win. I'm usually anti those challenges, but this was fun. Yeah. Between Jeff doing his floating commentary. Um, it was really stupid, but it was fun. This was also supposed to be like the last challenge with fire. And this one is fishing. Like, yeah. They're all like revival-y things. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You guys ever played the fishing minigame in Final Fantasy 15? I thought you meant just like the little toy. <laughs> Which, yes, I've played with the magnets. No, I Alex, mean, like I couldn't even game. tell you what system Final Fantasy 15, 15 was on. It's a new one. Anyway, that's what this made me think of. <laughs> just fishing. Um. And then the the big storyline at the end of this episode is Shauna is down for the count. She's thinking about throwing in the towel, but the members of her alliance aren't necessarily willing to pull her plug, so to speak. Um, and they, even if she maybe wants to get voted out, they are not necessarily willing to oblige that. Um, Scott, what do you did you think about this conversation between Dina and Heidi and Jenna? Um, when Shauna was really struggling, weighing the strategic implications of her maybe going out. I thought it was big just to show like how much, how committed Dina actually is to this alliance. She's Mm -hmm. like, I didn't join this alliance just to like let one person go away. Like, um, so I thought it was pretty big and I also like pretty significant that they then made it happen and were like, too bad. You're still here. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I don't know. Yeah. Do you think that that's going to bear any negative consequences in the future as far as their commitment with Shauna, um, where maybe she feels bitter about that? Or do you think that'll rally trust between the four of them? Um, I there's always that possibility, I guess. Um, I guess the thought would be if you can get Shauna through like this tribal council maybe get her some food get her some water let things let the dust settle maybe she comes back around and mm-hmm. then you you got your majority still so but i guess there's always that chance that like she could be super angry and then rally troops against you i guess but yeah yeah i was impressed to see them thinking this strategically um at this point in the game especially in like this situation where yeah the easy thing would be yeah, I know I'm in an alliance with this person, but if they're not willing to play, then I'll vote them out. You know, that seems like a thing that would happen in season six of Survivor. But yeah, here they are putting uh, their own state like place in the game over the well-being of their tribe member. Cutthroat. Love it. Shing. 
what did you guys think was going to happen going into this tribal council? Um, we were given like, yeah, that they were um, planning on voting for Joanna, but then you also have the uncertainty surrounding Shauna. Um, yeah. Did you guys think it was going to be Joanna going into this vote? Emily, what were you thinking going into this? I kind of figured it would be her, but I really didn't want it to be her. And even when they were voting, I was trying to figure out if maybe numbers wise she wouldn't get voted out. Mm -hmm. I just didn't like this choice. Yeah, I thought it was I think Joanna is a at this point, she's just a better player than Shauna and she deserves to be in the game. She works really hard and. She's done well for the tribe. I think they're really going to. That's the thing, too, is I think they're really going to miss all the work that she puts in around the tribe. And I know that they mentioned that she's like kind of annoying to them. And I'm sure that that plays in like more than maybe I see watching the show and just thinking about the strategy. But mm -hmm. even with them trying to keep their alliance together, I mean, the chances of Shauna just quitting after are pretty high and then they'd be out two people anyway. And they, their Alliance would be down to three people anyway. I think yeah. the better move would have been to get rid of Shauna and bring in Christy. Oh, and interesting. Say, hey, we're going to vote out Shauna cause she is over it and you're part of our Alliance now. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea that, yeah, if you are pretty sure that Shauna is not going to be long for the game, why not? take her out on your own terms. Yeah. And I yeah. think Christy would have welcomed that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, what went into voting Joanna out was really interesting too. Like if you look at some of the voting confessionals, I've got like the transcripts pulled up here because I was really like, um, I feel like you learned a lot from them when I was watching the episode. Heidi says, Joanna, I'm picking you tonight because you're a very, very strong competitor and I have an alliance with other people. So that's why I'm picking you. And Dina says, Dina, you're an, or uh, Joanna, you're an incredibly strong woman, both physically, spiritually, and mentally, but therefore you're also my biggest competition. Mm -hmm. So you get a whiff, I think, of that alliance of women seeing her as a big threat um, down the line and somebody who's not necessarily working with them. And for that reason, they, they vote her out, which again is like big move, big uh, thought to have here in episode four of this season. I don't think it's a good move, though. Yeah, why not? Because Joanna is not strong socially. Like, mm. she annoys the entire tribe. We, we we know that. Like, that's that's like the theme of this episode is that she's annoying. So if your answer is, yeah, she's a strong competitor, but I'm not going to have a problem getting her out later because everyone's going to be annoyed by her. And this isn't like a later season where everyone's really strategic and thinking it's like, well, she's annoying. So I might be able to win a million dollars against her. Yeah. And she's a strong pet. Like, I just I just don't think it's a good move to get rid of her. Mm -hmm. She does too much around the tribe. <clears throat> it's not going to be hard to get rid of her later. Especially just because if you don't think she's a strong social player, which no one seemed to think that she was. I just I just don't get it. Yeah, that's. That's a good point in that, like, you, basically you're saying it, you think it's too early to swing on a, a the type of powerful player that she is. Right. Yeah, exactly. Especially, especially when you have Shauna, who has given up. Mm -hmm. And I, we were wondering this, like, when when was the first time someone quit the game of Survivor? Um, Because if it's and I was like from the beginning of this episode, I was like, I'm going to lose Shauna like one mm -hmm. way or another. I'm going to lose Shauna this episode. Like did someone quit in Pearl Islands? Austin. Austin. That was the first time. Is Pearl Islands. Yeah. So season seven. Yeah. Good. Good memory there, Scott. I thought somebody quit, but I couldn't remember who. Okay. Yeah. Season yeah, seven. Just, season seven. I, I was I fully. And I guess like now we know that Sean doesn't quit, but like I fully expect like I fully expected her to quit this this episode. Yeah, it was looking and that way. I, you just you couldn't trust her to like be in the game. And the thing that's going to screw you over the most right now is to not be strong going into the merger, even if you're not like, you know, the seven women here are going to stick together if you personally are not strong going into the merger, like you're screwed. 
Yeah, like the tribal lines have been drawn really clearly this season, so it makes mm-hmm. you wonder how how firmly they'll stick going into merge. Yeah. Um, the yeah, I thought this was a really good tribal council, and that like their banter was really good, and I think you learned a lot not only from those confessionals, but what people were saying too. Um, and Dina was talking at tribal about like, yeah, talking as if she was voting for Shauna. Like, I don't know if you guys caught that, but she was kind of um, calling Shauna out about her like lack of work ethic and like lack of personal responsibility to like stay up with health wise and stuff. And it made me wonder like if she was intentionally like misdirecting, you know, someone like Joanna or Jean in that moment, which is again, like a really next level move to be speaking at tribal council in such a way to like lull the people you're voting out into a false sense of security. I think she's also just moved on from Shauna in the Alliance. Like, I I think she thinks that, like, whatever. Like, Shauna's technically speaking in the Alliance, but, like, she's the first one gone in the Alliance now. Yeah, that you think she's just kind of fed up. Yeah, so there's no point, like, pretending. And even, like, Shauna didn't even vote with everybody else. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. That was weird. Shauna voted for Christy. What? Yeah, for real. Yep. That's why in in our in our in our fantasy, I'm gonna be like a point down because I didn't have like my person didn't vote for the right person. Yeah, Christy was the fourth vote on Joanna. So it was Christy, Dina, Heidi, and Jenna that voted for Joanna. Jean and Joanna voted for Shauna, and then Chris or Shauna threw a vote on Christy. Interesting. So wild. Yes, she's she's like she's so off the rails at this point. Like she's not. She's not playing with her alliance. She's not a strong enough player to be independent. I just I don't get Shauna's move. I'm really upset she's on my team. Yeah. I wish that the waiver wire existed. <laughs> you guys voted too well. Yeah, you've really got to wonder what goes into that vote, right? Because she's in that alliance and she knows what the plan is, right? She knows that they're voting for Joanna. And so, yeah, it's like, is this like a personal thing where she's just like, I just don't like Christy. I'm going to vote for her. Yeah. Um, or is she afraid that like if she votes for Joanna, then like there'll be enough votes on Joanna to send her out and then she won't go is. home. That's probably what it is. Oh. And then Shauna won't go home. Sorry, that wasn't that wasn't clear. Uh, yeah, like, I was parsing that out. Interesting. Yeah. That she's trying to get somebody other than that she's trying to actually go home here. Right. Mm-hmm. She just wanted to go huh. home and she won't quit. That's interesting. Yeah. I hadn't considered that. I guess that's definitely a possibility. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, anything else from this episode before we move on to our Outwatch fantasy scoring? That sounds like a no. No, yeah, no. I'm ready for those points. Give me All those righty. So this episode, um, Adam, you were correct. You scored five fewer points than your competition this episode because Shauna um, did not vote correctly. And so you accrued 45 points this episode. Um, And Emily, you had Jean on your tribe who also voted incorrectly. But uh, lucky for you, Christy named this episode. Um, She talks about um, feeling trapped um between two options leading up to tribal so trapped there you are you're at 100 points for that reason um and then scott you had um dina and jenna who voted correctly and of course alex and dave who won reward and immunity which means our standings at this point tied in first place at 100 points are emily's poison dart frogs tribe and scott's tribe bangerang and adam falling five points short is your believe in yourself and aliens tribe. Uh, and you've got Shauna on your tribe who you say you're no longer really pleased with having. No. Nor Heidi for that matter, it seems. I, I I feel like I can still make some points up with Heidi, but like, man, I would love to get rid of Shauna. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, and I know we've talked about like making trading a thing, but I don't think anybody will trade Shauna for anything. Well, you're really raising your nope. stock right now. <laughs> that was going to be the next thing we do here um the waiver wire is null and void because it's two members are voted out therefore there's no one on the waiver wire but at this point in the podcast um it is trading time adam since you are in last place if you so wish you can propose a trade 
either one for one or two for two, etc. to one of the other members here of the Outwatch squad. And then they, of course, can either accept or deny that trade going forward. Would you like to throw a trade out there? You know, Emily, I rooted for you so hard mm-hmm. during your marathon. Mm-hmm. I think it would behoove you to trade me Gene for Shauna. I'm just saying. Gene for Shauna is the yeah, offer. It's kind of an even one. Like Gene's not even in the alliance. Shauna is technically in the alliance. I'm hard just saying. <laughs> That's going to be shut down. <clears throat> Uh, both of them have gotten the same amount of total points to this exactly. point, though. It wouldn't it wouldn't make any difference. Yeah, you know, I am a I'm a competent human being. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching these episodes with you. I'm gonna say no. Emily, would you like to propose a trade to either Adam or Scott? Uh, I'm good for now. Thanks. thanks Holding firm, Scott. What about you? Any trades you would like to propose? Um, not right now. I feel pretty good about my team. Scott, did you know that uh, Shauna is available? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I hear. I'm going to, I'll be okay. (laughs) Scott's looking at his tribe of Alex, Dina, Jenna, and Dave and saying, this is my team. It's all gravy, baby. (laughs) My team is on the court. (laughs) All good in the neighborhood. It's all good in the neighborhood. It's all gravy, baby. Uh, so two episodes from now, you will have the chance to propose trades once again when two of these 12 people that you have on your tribes are eliminated. Uh, let's round things out here by naming our Outwatch MVPs of the episode. Adam, would you like to go first? Who is the player you believe most deserving of an MVP point from this episode? You know, I am going to give it up to Matthew. Matthew. He, he identified a problem that he had and he sought to correct it. And I think he's doing a good job fixing it. So, you know, I, I, I just think he, he deserves a little, little MVP notice right there. Love it. Scott, what do you think? Who deserves an MVP point? Uh, I'm going to keep it with my girl, Dina. Dina again. Why Dina you, again? Why is that? Um, I just feel like she really committed to her alliance. Um, they were kind of recruited her in and she immediately s- said, nope, this is my crew. She stuck to her guns and she said, nope, even if Shauna wants to go home, too bad. You're still on our team. So for that, I took some gumption and I'm I'm on I'm all on, on Dina right now. Great. Emily, who gets your MVP point? Uh, I'm still deciding. I think both of those are such good options. You can pick it someone else, though. Can I go wild card and just pick Christy? You can. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do it because I do what I want. All right. Why does um, Christy get your point? Well, Dina mentioned this at tribal council and mostly I'm no Christy deserves it, but also I'm salty about the way things played out because when Dina was discussing the tribe dynamics, um, Oh my gosh. He was like, well, who's really, you know, showing, proving themselves. And Dean was like, Christy, without missing a beat. She was like, Christy is completely pulling her weight. She's always working and like, she's not causing problems and all these things. And I think for as conflicted, as isolated as Christy feels, she's really trying hard and really playing this game well. Yeah. And she ended up finding herself on the right side of the votes too. She voted correctly. Yes. Um, got in line. Uh, before long, people are going to be calling her new Shauna. I hope so. Better <laughs> Shauna. Shauna 2.0. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give my point to Dina as well. Um, yeah. Another really strong episode from her, I thought. I think she's in a really strong position when you look at the game right now. Um, and that she is in this alliance with these... Um, with Shauna and uh, Jenna and Heidi, but yet um, Christy and Jean seem to not dislike her. Um, yeah, just looks like she's in a great position. And Scott, like what you said, um, being able to kind of rally the forces to keep Shauna around with that being in her best interest was pretty impressive as well. There is one more thing we didn't talk about. Hit it. Sorry, you were talking about Dina, and I think she's a great player. And I'm really, she's really like probably the strongest player that we've seen on either tribe at this point. Uh, But at one point, I think it was during this episode, Roger talks about how pathetic he thinks Rob is. 
Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because Rob's telling like goofy <laughs> stories about like living in his mom's basement and stuff. He's talking about doing karaoke in like his basement. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Like, yeah, like Roger's a dick. Like, yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. I'm just, I just, we just needed to acknowledge that for a second because Rob is in no way pathetic there. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think, yeah. I also think it's interesting. I'm not agreeing with Roger, but I think Rob is definitely, he comes across as really goofy, but I think he's very calculated. Yeah, and he's I think playing Rob, up. Roger's yep. playing into that, which is interesting. Yeah, Rob, Rob is playing up the character that he's created for himself yeah, very for sure. well. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely give him that for sure. His strategy is definitely to have this really like hardline strategic game, but to mask that with the like goofy kid who yeah. you know, doesn't know how to talk to girls. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Anything else last minute before we wrap? Nope. That's it. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Outwatch. Uh, Make sure that you subscribe to this feed, whether you're on Spotify or iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts, so you don't miss any more of our upcoming content on Survivor of the Amazon. And follow us on Twitter at Outwatch Podcast, and we would love to hear your feedback and your response to our opening questions. What in the world would you do for an ice-cold, refreshing Pop, <laughs> specifically Coca-Cola. Even a Coca-Cola vanilla or a cherry Coke, whatever yeah. your poison is. There were some cherry Cokes in there, according to. Uh, They're yeah. all in the fridge. Everything's yeah. in the fridge here. Fully loaded fridge. The magic fridge. <laughs> Fully stocked, ready to go. Oh, and actually, I have an answer to your question, Adam. How do they keep that refrigerator running? Well, the polar bear, uh, he comes every day and just like. Oh, his the Coke polar bear breath into the refrigerator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, not, uh, not the lost polar bear. That's what I, I thought you were making a lost joke. No, no, no. I don't watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about marketing. <laughs> and if you're interested in more lost talk, <laughs> tune into our other podcast. That'll be our next uh, pod, Lost in Translation, where wow. we uh, dissect the uh, the the mid 2000s phenomenon that is lost um i'm actually this a new lost recap podcast with some other podcasters that i um like started recently it's called down the hatch um hosted by josh wiggler and mike bloom if y'all are lost fans i highly recommend it it's wonderful um i've been listening to that recently um so thanks for listening until next time see you in another life brother (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.